Clients on Demand teaches coaches, service providers, and thought leaders how to attract the right clients at the right price anytime they want. This podcast is about answering one question. How can you build a sustainable seven or eight figure business that changes the world and gets results for clients without sacrificing your freedom? If you want to know the answer, you're in the right place. All this information is 100% free, so please subscribe to and review our podcast. Hey guys, what's going on? It is Russ Rafino and Jane Jewell from Clients on Demand with another show for you today. And today we're going to be talking about, as you can see, three warnings that the problem is your mindset. So I know we talk a lot on this show about strategic problems and like, well, you know, how do you get your Facebook ads working? How do you get your webinars working? How do you price your programs properly? How do you set things up so that you have a, a truly transformational offer and a truly transformational program? But sometimes the problem isn't your strategy. Sometimes the problem is also your mindset. Sometimes it's both. But I would say nine times out of 10, when we see someone who is stuck in their business, it's not just because they're doing the wrong thing. It's because they're thinking in a way that's not going to serve them. And we're so funny because as business owners and entrepreneurs, we never think that's the case, right? We never want to admit, we never want to even consider the possibility that maybe the problem isn't our strategy or something that we learned or the approach that we're taking or that we just need to read another book or watch another video. We never want to consider the possibility that maybe our thinking is just not serving us and the way we're looking at our problems is not serving us. In other words, maybe we're the problem. It's not your competitors. It's not your audience. It's not your marketing. It's not, it's not any of those things. It's the way you're thinking. So what we wanted to do today is come on and, and, and give you three really solid kind of warning signs that maybe the problem is in your mindset. Now, that doesn't mean you don't also have a strategy problem mm. too. You might have both at the same time and you probably do. Most of the time you do. But we tend to always just focus on the strategy piece and we never look at our own mindset. We never look at our own psychology. So how do you know when the problem might be between your ears or a big part of it might be between your ears. That's what we're going to be talking about today. So everybody welcome the amazing, wonderful Jane Jewell, who is our managing director at Clients on a Man and our head mindset coach. Jane, what's up? Hey there, everyone. Good to see you. So yeah, it usually is both your mindset, the way you're thinking, the way that you're feeling about your problem and your strategy. But you can have the best strategy in the world, the best strategy in the world. But if it ain't right in your mind, if your emotions and uh, the emotions of far, as far as where you live and how you are seeing the problem is not resourceful, it isn't going to matter if you have the right strategy because you're not going to be able to execute to the level that you would be able to if you were thinking more clearly um, based on the result that you're wanting to create. Yeah, and absolutely. And so we see this a lot. Yeah. Well, we see it a lot. And let me actually put kind of a little container around this because mm -hmm. when I first started Clients on Demand uh, probably five or six years ago, you know, we were still teaching very much the same strategy that we're teaching now. And of course, we've you know refined it. We've discovered things have changed since then. But the core strategy is basically the same. This is how you price your offers. This is how you create something transformative. This is how you get new clients in the door. And at the time, I thought that if I just gave people the best strategy on the planet, that that's really all they needed. I really believe that you know the only reason people weren't succeeding in their business is that they didn't know what I knew. And so if I could create a program that taught them the things that I know and let them borrow a little bit of my skill to get their marketing dialed in, 
that everything would be great. And very, very quickly, I found that that wasn't the case because there's this whole other dimension of resistance that comes into play where even if, like Jane just said, even if you have the best strategy in the world, if you don't know how to get through fear and doubt and anxiety and overwhelm and self-sabotage, if you don't know how to deal with those things and you don't have strategies to deal with those things too, you're never going to be able to execute on that strategy that you learned no matter how good it is. So it's very important for you to understand that, not just for yourself, but for your own programs that you're putting together as well. If you're serious about getting your clients some kind of a result, then I strongly recommend that you, you have both of these things in your programs. You have the strategy piece and your strategy has to be fantastic, but you also need some kind of psychological support as well, some kind of mindset support so that your people can actually execute your strategy without getting bogged down by fear. Because look, if you have a program that's truly transformational, what's it going to do? It's going to push people outside their comfort zone. And the moment you go outside your comfort zone, that's when you start running into fear, overwhelm, self-doubt, and all those things. So I realized this, and that's part of the reason that I actually brought Jane on in the first place back in the day, which was actually turned out to be probably the best business decision I've ever made. Um, it's because I could see that there was a whole other dimension of resistance that I just didn't have the skills to deal with. You know, like I'm not a mindset coach. I'm a strategist. Your Facebook ads aren't working. Cool. We can help. Your marketing's not working. Great. We can help. But it's like you're dealing with fear or doubt. You're, you're married to someone who doesn't support you. You have parents who don't support you. You have friends who don't support you. Whatever's going on. I don't know how to help you fix that, but she does. And so the moment we began to deal with that level as well in our programs, our client results and our client outcomes went through the roof. So I'm telling you this because maybe you've been trying to implement one strategy or another. And chances are that strategy isn't great, but let's just say it is great. Let's say you've got a strategy that just absolutely kicks ass and you're still running into problems. There's a very, very good chance that it's your mindset and that there's certain things going on up here that you need to deal with that are holding you back. So let's get into this, Jane. What are those three big warning signs that, that maybe it is your mindset and, and not just your strategy? Yeah. So it's, this is, we wanted to keep it really simple, kind of going, okay, if you could just look at these three things and if the, one of these three things is happening, it's a real good possibility that the first thing that you should be working on and shifting is how you're thinking about the problem, how you're feeling about the problem. And most of us, we want to go, oh no, we got, I got this mindset stuff. I, you know what? I'm a coach. My mindset, it is right on it is stellar is right where it needs to be and that's all well and good and we all have these moments where we don't see what we don't see because sometimes we can get so focused in on a problem that we're not we're not thinking clearly we're not seeing things clearly um it's like the best part of having a coach is a as a coach gets to have this bird's eye view you know if you think of even professional athletes, they all have coaches. They're better than as far as execution of that strategy. They're a better quarterback than any of the coaches would be right in their time. But the coach has the ability because they have a, a unique position where they can see what the player cannot see. Because when you're in the game, you kind of only get to see what's right in front of you or just kind of this one level, this one dimension where the coach kind of step off the field, kind of step up in that box and see the entire game and be able to make adjustments based on seeing all of that. 
So you, many of you are coaches and you have the ability to do that for your clients, but sometimes you can get stuck at only seeing the level ground when you're thinking about just yourself or the problem right in front of you. So looking at your problem through these three lenses can kind of give you an opportunity to say, okay, yep, this thing is happening. I know that it's an opportunity for me to check in about how I'm thinking or feeling about the problem. And the first, the first one. Well, before we, we, before um, we get into that, just yep, real quick, ahead. Jane, there's one other thing yep. I want to point out. Please yep. don't fall into the trap of saying that you know this, because mm. I'll tell you, it's the mindset coaches that come to work with clients on demand or the personal development coaches that come to work with clients <laughs> on demand that have the most mindset problems. Like every time, like, you know, the, the marketing, whatever marketing coaches come in, they, they're usually doing pretty good. The relationship coaches are pretty good, but the mindset coaches, they tend to come in with the, with, with the most, the most, the most problems that like Jane said, they can't see. And, and there's this huge distinction that you make all the time, Jane, that I, I think it, it's worthwhile for us to highlight here. And that's this distinction between knowing and doing, between mm. knowing something intellectually and actually getting it into your bones, getting it into your DNA. And, it, and, and what we see with our mindset coaches so often is they, they intellectually understand things like fear. They intellectually understand things like self-sabotage. They understand things like negative beliefs or negative anchors or, or, or whatever you know modality they're coming from. They get it up here. But that blinds them to seeing what's really going on in their life, in their brain at that moment. And it also blinds them from turning it into a real practice where you get it intellectually. Yeah, but there's a huge difference between getting it intellectually and doing it. It's like I might know everything there is to know about exercise and diet and nutrition, but there is no substitute for me getting in the gym and doing the work every single day. And if I'm not doing that, all of that intellectual knowledge is just not serving me. It's like it's a, like a, like it might as well not even be there. So, just let this in, guys. Even if you have a ton of mindset experience and you go, "Oh, I know this, I've heard this, or whatever," I can promise you that if these three signs are showing up in your business, no matter how well you know this stuff, no matter how educated you might be, there's something that you got to sort out. Mm, yeah, totally. I love that, and it's so true. Is that with people who say? or believe that they're a really great coach, they're blind when it comes to themselves. Right. <laughs> or like you said, they go, yeah, uh, I already know this. You know, I, I already know this. This part of this part's dialed in. I already know this. And, and so maybe that is adding one more because if there's this dimension of like, I already know this, then you're probably a little, uh, you, you know, a little stuck. The moment you I tell already, yourself, yeah. I already know this is the moment that everybody else starts to pass you by. Yeah. And, and, and I know because I've seen it happen to me sometimes where I get a little bit cocky. I feel like, oh, I don't have anything left to learn. And then all of a sudden I'm struggling and other people start taking off. You've got to stay coachable. You've got to stay open. You've got to, you've got to keep that beginner's mindset where you know what you know, yes, but you always have to keep an eye open for new ideas. And it, and it just has to be that way because the, the truth is that the world is changing so fast. Technology is changing so fast. Social media is evolving so fast. Marketing is evolving so fast that if you get too set in your ways, you know, it's very, very easy to get left behind. And that's not what we want for you. Yeah. Yeah. And so what we notice is that when you need a result in order to believe something is going to work, that's when you know your mindset, you're thinking about the problem, where it is that you want to go is a bit off track. 
when you need to have evidence first before you can move through and believe that it's going to work, you are always going to feel stuck. And let me tell you, this pertains to like something that you're trying to do that is new. You know, we are dealing with a lot of people that are coming into our programs or in your business. Think about a time that you've decided to do something new or even launch a business or put yourself out there, get on a Facebook live, do something you would normally not do. And there's some uh, uncertainty about that, some fear about that, some doubt about that. And I'll look into it. I'll get, okay, well, what's going on? Well, um, you know, I'm afraid if I put myself out there, um, I'm going to fail or people will think I'm not good at it or they're going to compare me or the blah, 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 whatever that story is. And then my next question is always, well, what would you have to see? What would, what would have to happen in order for you to believe that this is going to work? And invariably, 90% of the time they go, well, I'll believe it when I have my first client. Mm. I'll believe it when someone tells me that I'm good. I'll believe it when I have a couple people, a couple of appointments on my calendar. I'll believe it when. And so what happens is they're looking for evidence that it's going to work as their measuring stick on whether they should have certainty about it or not. And so what happens is there's a no-win situation because if you're you're trying to, to be bold and do something different, be innovative, put yourself out there, live a life that's like beyond anything that you could have imagined before, but you're only going to do it when you have results. You're never going to make the effort. Yeah. You're never going to do it. You're never going to do it. And I'm telling you, even like in our program, it happens all the time. And think think of anything that you've ever done that was new and you struggled in this, I just, you know, well, I guess I'll, I'll do some of the actions. I'll go through it, but you know, I, I'll just, we'll just wait and see. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it'll want, but you know, I'll believe it when I have my first step. I'll believe it when I have this result. I'll believe it when, and when you're ever measuring how you should feel about a problem, um, how you should feel about something new that you're doing is based on your result. Your mindset is not in check for success. Mm-mm doesn't mean you won't necessarily create some momentum. You can totally, if you choose to suffer all the way through it, you can have such a good strategy that you could suffer all the way through it and you'll get your evidence. It is absolutely possible. But what I'm concerned about is the space from start and you actually getting that result and all this space in between here, you're suffering, you're not happy, you're, you're doing it by sheer will and push, 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 push. And it's hard. It is so much work. And what I believe is it doesn't have to be those things. Will there be moments of uncertainty? Sure. Will there be the moments that you might struggle? Sure. But if you can look for the areas that you can believe in, like you can believe in, for example, you picked a strategy where there's multiple, there, there's a, there's a firm line of success. Like you've seen it. So for example, coming with clients on demand, all you have to do is look at any of our past clients, looking in our Facebook group, the art of high ticket selling, you can see all of these people that have worked with us and the results that they've, they've um, had with us looking at trust pilot, you know, you like, we have a, a, a results driven strategy that absolutely works. 
So you can have that best strategy and still have times that you're going to slip into uncertainty. Absolutely, that's sure. But I can tell you that if you can focus in on, I know I have a good strategy and I know this because, and there can be some evidence in that, but you also have to look at what else you can believe in. Like you can believe in yourself. You can believe in your ability to execute. You can believe in your ability like, hey, you know what? Sometimes I might have obstacles, but I always on the other side of it am better and I've grown and I'm moving closer to my result. So the key here is if you notice there's a moment, there you, mo- you notice that you're looking for results first and you will believe something will work by results first. I will believe this when I get my first client. I will believe this when people, I have 100 followers. I will believe this when I have three people to talk to. I will believe this when that tells you, you need to go back and look at what do you have to believe within yourself so that you can be more resourceful in the uncertainty. So basically what she's saying, guys, is that that certainty has to come from within. Because if your certainty and your faith and your belief in yourself is predicated on any kind of outside factor, well, then what happens when that outside factor goes away? I mean, it's it's as ridiculous as me going like, well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm confident because I have cool hair or, or whatever. And then all of a sudden I get a little bit older, my hair starts falling out. Now what? I'm not going to be confident for the rest of my life? You know, or, or, or saying like, oh, well, I'll start lifting weights. I'll believe lifting weights works when I gain 20 pounds of muscle. Well, it's like mm. that might take a minute. So uh, what's going to sustain you and keep you going to the gym in the meantime? Because every day you're going to be sitting there going like, well, it's not here yet. It's not here yet. I don't have it yet. You see what I'm saying? You're, you, you, can, you can set it up so that if you're, if, you're, if, you're, if you're predicating your certainty or your happiness or your confidence or your, or your joy on anything that is outside of you or external to you, you're building your house on sand. And eventually, whatever that thing is might be taken away from you. And then what does that mean? You're going to lose your confidence as well, your happiness as well, your certainty as well. All of those things have to come from within because that's the one thing you can count on is if you can generate happiness for yourself, if you could generate faith for yourself, if you could generate self-belief for yourself without making it depend on anything then you've got something where now you're building your house on a rock. You're building your business on on, a, on an unshakable foundation. And it's very hard to do. It's the opposite of what everybody teaches. Well, when I have a million dollars in the bank, I'll be confident. When I have $100,000 in the bank, I'll feel good. When I get my first 10 clients, I'll feel good. And what Jane's trying to say is that when you set things up that way, you're basically saying that until that happens, you're going to suffer, 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 suffer. And then maybe that thing never happens. So... So it's like a double-edged sword. First of all, you're suffering the whole time you're waiting for that thing to show up. And because you're suffering, you're going to be a lot less effective in making that thing happen in the first place. So it's like you're sabotaging yourself on two levels. Instead of being happy while you go about creating this transformation in your life, you're choosing to be miserable. Because you're miserable, you're going to show up with that much less juice, that much less confidence, that much less power. And it makes it way less likely that you're ever going to get through that thing. And if you get to that thing, it's going to be in spite of the way you're feeling, not because of the way you're feeling. Hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So number two. Number two. Number two. The next symptom that uh, tells you you got to check in with your mindset is that when you are experiencing any kind of problem, you are imagining that problem into the future. So you go, okay, I have this one problem right now. 
And then you start building and future pacing your life with that problem never being solved. And so when you're starting to future pace yourself into a problem, you know, you have work to do, mm-hmm. you know, so this can work both ways. But one of the coolest things about visualizing where you want to go and your outcome is to take, okay, this is what I want. And imagine your life into the future with what you want, right? And, and like what life is like, because you have this, this one uh, area of growth or transformation or thing or result in your life and how it's going to shift and transform your entire life. That is using it to its best power. You know, a lot of people call that, you know, manifestation of kind of like just visualizing this thing that you want, like it's already a part of your life and how your life is transforming and shifting. And you do that by imagining yourself right here today with that here, you know, 10 days from now, a month from now, three months from now, six months from now, a year, five years, 10 years. And you're imagining your future with all of this thing, everything changed because this one thing shifted. Well, if you're taking a current problem, and you're growing up in your life with this problem there and it, you're magnifying the problem, you know you have work to do mm. because you never want to future pace your life with that problem still there. So it could look like, oh my gosh, I just, I'm not, I'm not good at enrolling people. I just, you know, I got my funnel dialed in, but right now I'm just, you know, I'm, I just, I can't, I can't enroll people into my program. And so you imagine right here and you go, oh my gosh two weeks from now and I still don't have, I don't have this dialed in two weeks from now and a month from now and I'm, I'm not enrolling. Oh my gosh, that's going to mean that I'm going to have to sell some more stock in order to live. And then holy smokes, if I don't fix this in three months, I, I, I might have to shut down my business. And, it, you know, and, and then I, I still can't enroll people. And six months from now, I'm going to have to go get a job. Oh, my God, I would hate to have the job. All this future, like all my freedom is going to be taken away. And you start just imagining your life with that problem as you're moving forward. That definitely tells you you need to tap into some powerful beliefs, some powerful mindset so that you can start being resourceful and making some new decisions in order to shift that problem. Yeah. And because that's another one of those things, guys, that just completely drains your energy. So just imagine two different Mm -hmm. scenarios, right? Let's just roll with what Jane just talked about. Right now, in this moment, what is true, right? Let's just say that what is true today is that you spoke to maybe three or four potential clients today and you've never enrolled and you didn't enroll any of them, right? So now you start thinking about the future and you start future pacing yourself. Oh my God, I talked to four whole people today and I didn't enroll. (gasps) I, I know. Shocking. And I didn't enroll anybody. And, and maybe you've never done phone enrollments before. You've never even done this before. It's a totally new skill for you. So instead of giving yourself a little grace, you just decide to, you know, come down on yourself and you start future pacing that negative outcome. Okay. Oh my God. What if I never get this? What if this never gets dialed in? And on and on and on and on and on. How much is that going to drain you? How awful are you going to feel? How much more baggage now are you going to bring into the next phone call and the next phone call and the next phone call after that where you're getting more and more and more negative and heavy and desperate and fearful? Is that going to increase your chances of solving the problem or decrease your chances of solving the problem, right? I mean, obviously, it's massively going to decrease it. Nobody wants to work with someone who's bringing in all that negativity and your clients are going to sense it. So let's flip the script then. Let's say, hey, you know what? Yes, today I had four conversations. I didn't roll anybody, but so what? I'm new at this. How good is it going to feel when I master this? Mm. Now you start spiraling in the other direction. 
Well, that means I'm going to be able to do this all the time. What if I, what if I get on the call? What if every day that I do three calls, I enroll somebody? Well, what's that going to look like? That's, you know, into my $5,000 program. Well, now it's like every time I do three or four calls, I make a $5,000 sale. Well, hell, how can I do that every day? And if I was doing that every day, how much would I earn every week? Let's say I'm doing it Monday through Friday. Now I'm enrolling one $5,000 client Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. That's $25,000 a week. That's a $100,000 a month business. What would my life be looking like if I were doing that? How would I be serving at the highest level? What could I do for my family? What could I do for my life? And now I'm thinking about that and I'm feeling better and better and better and more and more and more confident. Now, how likely am I to solve this problem? I would say a hell of a lot more likely because I'm feeling good now. Mm. Yes, it hasn't happened yet, but I'm feeling joyful now. I'm feeling grateful now. I'm feeling powerful now. And that's the energy I'm bringing into my next call. Which of those two people is more likely to enroll a client? The one who's feeling good, the one who's positive, the one who's grateful, the one who's enthusiastic, or the one who's sitting there beating themselves up because they talked to four whole people and didn't enroll anybody? You can see it, but but Jane's absolutely right. When you when you imagine your future with this problem and you think it's going to be there for the rest of your life, it just drains you. It makes you feel awful and it pretty much kills your chances of fixing that problem anyway. So it's like, why do it? Why not play the other record, the other side of the record, where now you're imagining yourself having solved this problem and how much better does that feel and how much more resourceful does that make you? Yes. So how often does this happen with the people who first come into COD, Jane, when they first like come in? Well, it's just where people get stuck. You well, know, it's, it's a habit that so where, many people have, right? Yeah, it's like, it, it, it goes into that, like, well, why bother? You know, the, like why bother? It's not going to work anyway, because I've already envisioned my, my future. And it, you know, this is something I'm not good at and I've never been good at it. I can check into my past and I can live how I've been in my past and move that into my future. And then it's like, you know, I'm stuck. I'm just somebody who's not good at this. And I know this because past references and I moved it into my future. So it, you know, it's, uh, it's like that quote, you know, the past does not equal the future unless you live there, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and if that's where you are, where you're kind of going, this is where I've been, or this is my problem. This is my circumstance right now. And you're taking this one circumstance and visualizing your life all the way into the future with that circumstance always being there. There really is very little possibility of you standing in resourcefulness while you're in that emotional state. You just cannot be resourceful while you're imagining your future with this problem. It just can't happen. No, you can't. When you're vividly imagining failure, <laughs> like tomorrow, the next day, the next week, the next month, the next year, you you got nothing. You got no juice at all. But I'll tell you this, when you focus 100% on victory and vividly imagining yourself being successful, it's like life, God, the universe, however you want to say it, practically forces you to succeed. It practically compels you to succeed. Mm. So let me ask you this, JJ, before we move on to the third thing. If all of us sort of intellectually know how how shitty it feels (laughs) to imagine failure, why do we always sort of do it. You know, I mean, I've trained myself to the point now where I interrupt that process like right away, you know, and that's been something I've really had to work on a lot over the last five years. But now it's like I can deal with problems and challenges in a much more resourceful way than I could, let's say, three, four years ago. Right. But Mm -hmm. so if we all know this, what is the emotional payoff that we get from visualizing all of that pain and suffering? 
Well, a couple of things. Sometimes you just do what you know, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's like a conditioned response. If that's what you're used to doing, it's just like, it's like pushing a button. You know, you push a button, there's a problem. This is what I do. I, I visualize my future. Problem, you know, freak I, I, out. Problem, freak yeah. out. Problem, yeah, freak right. out. It's yeah, right. Like, you know, you know, I always tease my husband because he like will have like a bump on his head and he'll be like, do you think I have a brain tumor? And I'm like, no, our son kicked you in the head yesterday. It's actually just a bump on your head. But are you sure it's not brain cancer? It's not and a I'm tumor. Like, it's not a tumor. Yeah, and it, it's just like, it's just his like go-to response with like with anything health related like that, you know? And so, you know, in our family, we all make fun of them. We all make everybody laugh and it's like this big pattern erupt. And now we've turned it into kind of a really funny thing. Yeah. Um, because otherwise I'd be jumping off a cliff if I had to deal with his brain tumors <laughs> every time, you know, he had a pimple on his head. No. Um, but yeah, so a lot of the times it's like a, just this conditioned response, right. right? You find it's like, even if it feels bad, but in feeling bad, you reclaim some kind of certainty. You oftentimes will go for, for the certainty, even if the certainty will feel bad. So it's like you're it's like, in other words, like you're so used to having that automatic response that it actually kind of just it feels familiar. It feels good. Like to start. What's the, right. what's the what's the what's the there's a Yiddish word I'm trying to think of schwitzing when you just start schwitzing <laughs> when you have this problem like, oh, my God, what's going on? You know, you just automatically go there. Yeah. And you can connect with yourself like, oh, woe is me, you know, and you just find this way of like, oh, my problems are just so deep and nobody understands. And like you can have this sense of like connecting with yourself and we're making fun of it. But truly, you you have this ability to connect with yourself. And sometimes you also have a payoff of connecting with others, you know, like. Um, you, you can talk about this problem and how it's so awful. And we, unfortunately, in our society, spend a lot of time connecting over problems. Mm. You know, you have this problem. I have this problem. You have this problem. Let me give you a bigger problem. You know, mm -hmm. and it's like that is the way that we connect oftentimes is through our problems and through our challenges. So mm. that is also a payoff. And then another payoff that is often going on, but really hard to own up to is that sometimes by having a really big problem, we get to avoid having to be responsible for creating the life you want. It's Guys, not I hope you heard what she just said, because we see this all the time. Yeah. So we have this problem and it's about the problem. So we get to avoid having to be responsible. So for example, if I say, you know what? It's not really, you know, I'm just really not good at enrollment. It's not like I just never had then. I'm not, I'm not good at enrollment. So I can't really have the business that I want. So it's not about you. It's not having to be responsible for I am, uh, you know, I am powerful. I'm innovative. I am an entrepreneur. I make a difference. I serve the world. Like that is what I am up to. I am up to big things. You get to be responsible for speaking that into existence and making it happen. Mm -hmm. But as soon as you start having it be more about the problem, you get to give up that responsibility. Yep. And now you get to stay in your nice little cozy comfort zone and, and not, and not move your life forward. I mean, sometimes I think too, JJ, it's about it's a, it's like a protection mechanism, right? I mean, mm -hmm. you know, we all, we all have this. We all know that if we take a risk, if we start a new business, if we run a Facebook campaign, if we, if we roll out a new offer or a new program or whatever it is that, that, that there's a chance that God forbid people could say no, 
people might not buy it. People might not go for it. And how would we ever deal with that rejection? Because it'll be so awful. And so we we focus on these problems. We future pace all of this negative stuff. And we go, oh, no, 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 I don't want that. And like you said, we fixate on this particular problem. And then that, that, that allows us to not have to actually go out there and take the action that might actually change our lives. And I've known people that literally stay cocooned there for decades where there's yeah. something that they've always wanted to do. But when they imagine it, they imagine it going bad. And, 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 and because of that, they just they can't seem to take that first step. Mm-hmm. And it's tragic. They, they, it is tragic. They imagine it either going bad or they imagine that in order to have it, they have to lose something. Right. Right. Like, well, well, we get this sometimes, right? We teach people part of what we do is so that people get a really quick um, win mm-hmm. is that when they join clients on demand, like we teach them a little bit like, you know, if you have a list or whatever, some emails or, you know, some things like that. And they'll come back and they say, wow, I, I, you know, you guys helped me. You helped me create this email. I sent it out and I got, I got two people on my calendar, but 10 people unsubscribed from my list. This obviously isn't working. (laughs) And you're like, wait a minute. You have two appointments right? and you have 10 people who unsubscribed. So they go, yeah, it's a loss. Some people aren't going to like me because of this, right. you know, and, and we have them help them to see a different way. Well, those weren't your people. Those weren't your tribe. That's not who you're trying, whose problem you're trying to, to help and solve. But it's like, there's, they, they imagine that the cost is too great instead of remembering that they get to have what they want, right? They absolutely get to have what they want and they can do it in a way that feels good to them, that feels good to others, and that is congruent with their both their values and their identity. Yeah. And we often don't visualize what we want full and intact with feeling like, you know, we're making a difference, we're serving the world, it's congruent with my identity, it's congruent with my values, and I'm doing it in a way that that makes a big impact. Yeah. Instead, they go, I want this thing, and I might have to lose all of these things in order to have it. I mean, you do have to lose certain things. You have to lose your excuses. You have to lose uh, like your hangups. You have to, you have to lose your fears. You have to work really hard at you have to work. Yeah. You have to work your butt off. Tenacity. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what, yeah. man, on the other side of that is a totally changed life, a totally transformed life, not just in terms of your income, but in terms of the difference that you're making in the world and your courage and your resourcefulness. And, and it's like, it, if I if I if I could go back in time, let's say six years, and tell myself this, I would be like, yeah, 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 whatever. Let me just let me just get this business off the ground. I'm not I'm not even thinking about any of those things. But I swear <laughs> to God, like <laughs> the moment you get into momentum, you realize that it isn't about the money that you're making. It is it's about the difference you're making in the world, and even more important than that, it's about who you become along the way, where you become this better, more powerful, smarter, more amazing version of yourself in the course of building a great company that if you just stayed in your, in your, in your comfortable little life, you would never evolve that fast. It's, it's like, it's like this journey of, of, of building something great forces you to evolve so much faster than oh, it so does. just working at like a nine to five. You know what I mean? It's like, it's crazy. We're taking this little sideways, but this happens often. I'm just, you know, I tried this enrollment thing like, 
six or eight months ago. And I was, you know, I got on the phone with a couple of people and I just really wasn't good at enrolling them into their dream. And, and oftentimes I go, Oh, are you who you were eight months ago? Like, no, I'm like, well, let's think about that. Eight months ago, how did you think about the way you solved this problem? Well, I thought I was pretty good, but now I know I'm so much better. Okay, great. And eight months ago, um, who were you as a business person? Like, where were you on this path compared to where you are now? And I get them to see where they were when they had that last problem. And they go, okay, great. Who are you today? What new decisions have you made? How have you grown? And, and, and have them, and, and you can write this, do it for yourself and have, write down, okay, these are all the things that I'm, that's true about who I am today, right now. Great, this person you are today, right now, how could they show up and solve this problem? How could they show up and do this enrollment call? How can they serve their clients? And it's like, you got to get like who you were even yesterday is not who you were because you learned from yesterday and you get to take yesterday's learnings into today and make new decisions because this is who you are today and you're fresh and new now. It's not about yesterday, six months ago, a year, a year ago. Yeah. And if you do that, guys, consistently where you're stepping outside your comfort zone and you're dealing with failure and you're learning and you're overcoming challenge after challenge after challenge, I could guarantee you that very in very short order, you will have the ability to do things that would have seemed utterly magical to you just a, a couple months before or a couple of years before. You know, when you when you step outside your comfort zone and maybe you've been selling, I don't know, $27 ebooks or something, but you raise your price to $3,000 or $5,000 or $10,000, when you get that first client at that new price, it is going to seem like magic to you. you it's going to seem mm. unbelievable to you. I mean, I remember, I still remember, you know, 10, 11 years ago when I, when, I, when I sent my first marketing email and I made a sale from that email. It was probably, I don't know, like a $100 sale or something like that. But it just seemed inc incredible to me because I was like, I just sent one email and I made as much money as I would have made in a six or eight hour bartending shift from one email. And it seemed so ridiculously magical to me at the time. And then on Sunday, um, Adrian messages me. I'm sitting there having, having like breakfast with my family at this restaurant. And Adrian messages me and says, hey, Russ, we got to send out an email for this thing. And I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot to write the email. So I sit there at breakfast with my family on my phone, writing this email. My, my dad's like, what are you doing? I'm like, just, I, I need a second. Just you know, take 10 minutes or crank out this email. Send this email. From this email, that one email, we enroll 16 people into a $24,000 mastermind from one email. And it's like, if I went back 11 years ago and, and said, hey, Russ, you know, 11 years from now, you're going to be able to do that. It's like you wouldn't have even believed it. Like you just, you can't even, it's, right. it's, it's, it's outside the realm of comprehension to you. So you don't know to dream that. You don't, right. It's, 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 it's just, you know, somebody once told me God's will for your life is just beyond your wildest imagination. And I think that's absolutely true because it's like, I couldn't have even imagined that that was possible 10 years ago, maybe five years ago I could have, but definitely not 10. And it's like, it's just an unbelievable thing to to think about that you really can evolve that fast and you can level up that fast and you can grow that fast. But the the price of doing that is to do the kind of mindset work Jane's talking about here and step outside your comfort zone and go for it. Um, because if you don't, you're going to stay stuck right where you are. And that's the biggest tragedy in life. It's not the people that tried and failed. It's the people that never tried. Because if you tried and failed, at least you grew and you can try again and maybe you'll fail again. You try again and maybe you fail again, but it only needs to work once. Mm. It's the people that never try 
And it's, yeah. and it's, that's the real tragedy, you know? Yeah. yeah. All right. So the third thing. So the third Before thing, I keep ranting. I know. Well, you can just go on all day about this stuff. <laughs> so the third thing, the, the symptom that you know that you have some mindset work, you can shift the way you're looking at the problem, the way you're feeling about the problem, your perception around the problem. You know that you need to check in and do that if you are taking a problem in one area of your life and dragging that problem into another area of your life. So it's kind of like if you said, well, my relationship's bad, therefore my health is bad, or my finances aren't great, therefore I'm not good in my business, right? So you take one problem in one area of your life and you bleed it over into other areas. So you might say, well, because as my Facebook ads got shut down, then my entire business is going to fail and not work. So you take that one problem in one area of your business or your life and you start catastrophizing. I got a word. Catastrophizing. Catastrophizing in all areas of your life, right? right. Like, you know. You're in a lot of trouble when you take one problem and bleed it over into other areas. So it's kind That's of interesting, right? Of like, like in the in the second thing that we talked about, you said it's 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 taking a problem that you have today and imagining it into the future, right? Well, yep. with this, you're taking a problem that you have today and you're just kind of expanding the scope of it. So it, it's right. it's like either way, you're taking this one problem and instead of dealing with it as it is, one specific problem in one specific area of your life that you're having on one specific day today. You're expanding it out where it's like now it's going into the future and now it's 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 seeping into your relationship, it's seeping in your business, it's seeping in all these different things. So it's like it's like either way, you're just kind of magnifying this this problem instead of keeping it in the proper perspective. I love that. Yes. It's like you're making it bigger and bigger and bigger. And I right. love the thing that you always say that you go, we touch the problem enough to see what's really going on, mm-hmm. right? And diagnosing it. And then we move into solution. Yeah. So, you know, it's not about pretending there isn't a problem because there, you know, you run a business, you're gonna have problems, you're gonna have challenges. And the bigger your business grows, the bigger challenges and the bigger problems that you get to solve. Yeah. Get to solve. And you know, but you gotta look at that problem for what it is. Touch mm-hmm. the problem. What's going on? How do we? And then we go into solution mode and resourceful. How do we set it up so we uh, we most likely won't deal with this problem again, right? How do we mitigate this from ever showing up again? You know, so it, you know you don't want to dwell on the problem. You want to touch the problem. I love how you talk about that, Russ. Yeah, it's like it's like you know what's funny is I see people doing the opposite though. It's like I see people, you know, it's it's almost like you have a problem and then you create this whole mythology around it. You know, where let's say one year it's springtime or whatever it is, it's flu season and you get the flu. And then you you mythologize it. You go, well, I always get the flu or the flu runs in my family. Mm. And when you, when you create <laughs> a little, right, you create a little mythology like that for yourself with no evidence whatsoever other than the fact that you got the flu one time. But you create this mythology for yourself and then all of a sudden it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Just like you said before, where you were like, I can't, I can't do enrollments. I can't do sales. I can't do webinars. I can't write good copy. I can't whatever. I don't have the good copy gene. I don't have the webinar gene or whatever it is. And now you've created this whole story that the more energy you invest in that story, the more true it's going to be for you. Whereas mm-hmm. if you if you just considered the opposite and said, well, you know what? Hey, let me go out there and let me try and do a webinar. Oh, it didn't work. What What can I learn from this? Who can I hire to help me do this right? You know, instead of saying resourceful, 
you 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 create this whole mythology around your problems and then once that's there you'll never escape it that's right that's right there's no way because you you just always want to i mean we gave you three tips to kind of notice that hey i need to check in how i'm thinking or feeling about the problem but it, you can also chunk it up to pretty pretty simple when you are you contracting and getting smaller and unresourceful around the problem or what's right in front of me that tells you got to check in with my story about the problem, my feeling about the problem, my thinking about the problem. If in the face of the problem, you feel resourceful, like I got this, this is something to solve. On the other side of this is greatness. On the other side of this is strength. On the other side of this is transformation. On the other side of this, everything that I've always wanted is even more possible. If you are looking at the problem and feeling resourceful, you're on the right track. If you're looking at a problem and you're feeling unresourceful, stuck, suffering, sad, frustrated, angry, mad, whatever those are, those are contracting emotions, then it's time to check in with your with your psychology, your thinking. Yeah. And so you know right now whether you're in one place or in the other place. You know, do you feel good? Do you feel expansive? Do you feel happy? Do you feel grateful? Do you feel joyful? Do you feel courageous and full of faith? Or are you spending, and, and you know, are you, is that where you live? And you're only taking sort of occasional day trips to like miserable town? Or are you spending yep. most of your time in miserable town and maybe once you see a great movie or read a great book or listen to a great piece of or music. Or you see a result. Or you see a result. <laughs> then you feel good for five minutes and then all of a sudden your emotional home is here. So that's really the questions. Where's your emotional home? Are you spending 90% of your time in depression and fear and anxiety? Are you spending 90% of your time feeling good? And then maybe you have a you know, bad day here and there. Sure. That's really the question. And if you're not living in an emotional home of joy and gratitude, and if you're not seeing the kind of results that you ought to be seeing if you're if you're living at that at that frequency then you got to do something about it so that's definitely something we can help you with so if you need help with that i want you to go to clientsondemand.com forward slash call and book a call to speak to us because like we said at the beginning of this show it could very well be your strategy i mean it could just be hey you don't know how to do facebook ads you don't know how to do a webinar you're undercharging you're working with the wrong people your marketing's not dialed in, your positioning's not dialed in, and chances are it's not. But there's a whole other level that you need to be looking at, and that's the level of this mindset. And so I'm just, I'm, I'm gonna be really honest with you. If you're right now going and browsing around on YouTube when you wanna learn something, or if you're buying an ebook, or if you're buying a video course, or if you're just buying the information, that's fine. But the information isn't going to get your mindset aligned with where you want to go. And that's why I've got 50 fitness books on that bookshelf right there. I can open that up right now and see this incredible collection of exercise and diet books that I've collected over the last 10 years. But it wasn't until I took the plunge and made an investment with like two different high ticket mentors to help me get my fitness under control that I was able to finally get into the shape that I wanted to get into this year. So it's the problem that you have in your business right now, it's not a problem of information. It's a problem of transformation. It's not just that, oh, if you just watch one more YouTube video, all of a sudden you'll dial it in. If you just read more one more book, all of a sudden you'll dial it in. No, you gotta have someone walk you through the whole strategy, but also walk you through the process of getting your mind aligned with where you wanna go. And if you don't do that, you're going to stay stuck and you're going to continue to struggle. And I can't emphasize that enough. So if you want to get both of those things sorted out all at the same time, which is what I suggest, you want to get your strategy sorted out and your psychology sorted out, 
then you need to go to clientsondemand.com forward slash call and book an appointment to speak to us. JJ, any parting shots? Yeah. I think we're the only ones out there that are looking at your business and looking at your psychology. And I am so proud of that fact. I'm so proud to be a part of this team and this mission to help, you know, entrepreneurs, coaches, doctors, consultants get their message out into the world and and do it in such a profound way that they're they're making such an impact. And I love that we are helping people with that strategy in a way that is holistic. It's not just about the Facebook ad, the webinar, the landing page, all of those pieces that are super important and you need all of them in a really great way and a really good strategy. But whenever you start something new, expect to go sideways, Mm -hmm. expect to feel disempowered, expect to have moments where you're not feeling resourceful. It's, it's just like, it's just like, it's going to happen. It's not if it's when, and working with us and our coaches just means when the when happens, you have someone that is an expert at changing your perspective and getting you back on track. So you're not losing weeks and months or whatever's in time, you can shift that psychology and get back on track because someone else sees it and recognizes it. You know, a couple times a week, you can check in so that you can get back in line with the strategy so you can get your business where it needs to be. And I'm just really super proud of that. Me too. Um, All right, guys, go to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. Book an appointment to speak to us because, again, our goal is not just to help you make more money. It's to help you evolve better and faster to become the version of yourself that you were born to be. And when you do that and you have the right strategy, like you watch how fast the money follows. But if you're just trying to you know, learn how to do ads or get your money right or, or whatever. It's like you're, you're settling for so much less than you could be. But either way, the first step is to go to clientsondemand.com forward slash call and book that appointment to speak to us. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks for, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching the show. And uh, JJ, thank you so much for being here. And we'll catch you guys on the next show. Bye-bye. Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. If you like what you heard and you're interested in seeing if you're a fit to work with Clients On Demand, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. That's clientsondemand.com forward slash call and book an appointment to speak to our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about 45 minutes and we'll get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, the exact price you should be charging. Number two, the exact target audience you should be going after. And number three, the exact strategy you should be using to reach them. Remember, scaling your coaching or service business does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. Now, we've helped clients all over the world scale their businesses to six and seven figures while enjoying life and making the world a better place along the way. To see if we can help you do the same, head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. I'm Russ Rafino, and let's talk soon.